the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today out of Charleston, South Carolina with Coastal Vacation Properties, Joshua Hatter. Josh, how are you? Living the dream. Thanks for yeah. having me. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you have a nice holiday? Absolutely. Yeah, nice, nice, quiet um, at home with the wife. I just got married late October. So congratulations. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm 41, so it's long overdue, my, uh, according to my That's mother. all right. I'm 52 and I just married off a son. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so we're we're opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> the spectrum. And I'm glad to do it. All four of my sons are grown up adults. I wish they'd all get uh get married. And, I love and, it. But you know, to each his own. Everybody has a different timeline. Yep. So uh interestingly enough, I, I I've got to ask, you know, we always like to start at the beginning. I mean, were you like the six-year-old tugging on your mom's uh you know, him or your dad's him saying, hey, I want to get into vacation property rental one day or <laughs> no. kind of fall well, into it. Yeah. Like, like, like many people with, uh, with some of the things that they do, I, I think I really fell into it. So yeah, much, much more uh, necessity is the mother of invention type of story. 2012. So 10 years ago, actually it was part of a corporate wide layoff with, for a large uh, fortune 500 um, public company. And uh, 700 people got laid off. So, you know, me and 700 of my closest friends and um, rented out the condo that I was living in, uh, crashing on friends' couches uh, just to kind of see if it would work. Um, And that was all on uh, VRBO, um, Verbo now, VRBO at the time. And, um, you know, really even long before the proliferation of Airbnb. So that was kind of my first taste of um, short-term rentals. And um, really, I did it for a few months. It was against the HOA, so I got shut down almost immediately. Went back into my job uh, doing sales for a defense contractor and just kind of left it alone for a bit. Didn't get back into it until 2016. Uh, was living in a little three-bedroom house and, and started renting a bedroom out, and things have just kind of really grown and blossomed from there. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like it, for sure. So your main your main three areas, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, are Charleston, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, we're in and around the beaches uh, on Charleston as well as some of the suburbs. Um, okay. So it's about eight different cities, but those are the the main um, the main areas that we're in now. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me the difference. Uh, you know, I've been to all three of those places, fortunately, so I can envision it in my mind. Tell me a little bit about the draw to the three areas and how they differ, uh, kind of are different from each other. Yeah. So, I mean, they're very different. Um, anybody that's been to Myrtle Beach looks at, you know, Pigeon Forge and the Smokies kind of as like the Myrtle Beach of the mountains, um, you know, similar um, demographics that go to both areas. Um, Charleston is a huge wedding destination. It's actually number two uh, behind Las Vegas um, oh, wow. in the country. Yeah. So still a huge backup from COVID, of course, as well. 
but yeah, so huge wedding destination, huge hospitality and tourism is the number one industry here, you know, multiple tens of billions of dollars in hospitality and tourism here, huge bachelor and bachelorette city. And uh, of course, we've been getting a bunch of good ratings um, in some of the major publications, travel publications over the last decade. So um, not, not a very uh, well-kept secret anymore, um, right. but just a lot, just a huge influx of travelers and really people moving here as well, too, whereas kind of the Smokies are much more of a vacation destination. Right, for sure. A lot of good golf there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It just and so much more loosely regulated. So kind of opposite ends of the STR spectrum, really. Um, obviously, you know, colder um this yeah. this time of year than Charleston. Uh, much more loosely regulated than Charleston is. Charleston only has a few hundred legal short-term rentals downtown. Um oh, wow. there's a specific short-term rental overlay where um I think the last count uh, for for the smokies I saw was like six thousand, something like that. So um, you know, tons and tons of supply due to low regulation in the Smokies. Gotcha. Can you talk about regulations a little bit? I mean, that's the big buzzword when it comes to, you know, always, and, and I don't mean to bring up kind of a, um, a negative to anything, right? But I always hear like, oh, this city is going to start regulating where you can't rent. I mean, I live in, obviously, the kind of the vacation destination, what I consider of the United States in a way, all of Florida, right? People just come into Florida all the time. And every city's got these nitpicky rules about that, right? Is there more of a blanket ruling for the state or, or is it every city has their hand in the cookie jar on that? Yeah, no, really. So I think since local municipalities have realized the tax revenue that they can collect, you know, they really, local municipalities have their, um, their own regulations just across the world, really. Um, and that's what makes short-term rentals so difficult. So uh, frankly, so I'm, I'm an investor as well. Uh, CBP is my management company, but I, as an investor, I have slowly been exiting short-term rentals um, over the course of 2022 and moving into actual bed and breakfasts, okay. um, so, you know, actually having breakfast served um, yeah. in these old historic B&Bs that you would see in a city that was built in the founded in the 1600s, like Charleston, right. uh, and kind of moving towards boutique hotels. And so, you know, for a couple of reasons, you know, I mentioned the proliferation of uh, STRs and the Smokies. And there's just, it's, it's not, a, when I started 10 years ago, my old college buddies would laugh at me, you know, um, what are you, what are you doing? You're, you know, sharing a room with somebody and drinking your coffee in the morning. And uh, so now it's everywhere you turn, there's a podcast or a book or, you know, something on house hacking and, people trying to do a side hustle on Airbnb. Right. It's, just, it's very different, right? So, you know, really shifting towards B&Bs and boutique hotels puts you kind of on the right side of the um, hotel lobby, if you will. I've looked at half a dozen other markets to expand CVP into as a um, short-term rental management company, and every market has its own rules, right? And then as a manager, every state has its own rules as well. So, right. um, you know, to okay. your point, it's just uh, re you really have to have your arms around that. Obviously, you don't want to get fined for something stupid. So it just makes it a lot more difficult as a manager to operate in the STR market. I'm going to be a little flip when I say this, a couple of things, uh, but it's a, add a little levity to it. Uh, who's narking you out? I mean, like, it's like... <laughs> Is it the neighbors? How does the municipality, how does the city go, oh, Josh, man, you, you know, you can't have a, 
a one room let, you know, uh, on this side of the street? Is it neighbors? Is I mean, how do they find out? I guess that's my question. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, that's a, that's a great question. No, it's, uh, I always say illegal doesn't scale. So, you yeah. know, if an owner yeah, suggests something, uh, you know, we, I, we know the rules for where we operate. So, right. you know, to, to be clear, however, to your point, there are a lot of people that will just throw up a listing. So in this area, downtown Charleston, for instance, where there's a few hundred of them, it's only 25% owner occupied, but those that 25% of people, uh, the locals will come out with their torches and pitchforks. Um, wow. If somebody tries to get a property rezoned for a short-term rental or somebody makes a mistake. Um, so it's it's code enforcement and it's- Yeah, the that are calling it's such it. a historic area too, though. Exactly. I mean, I, I get that, right? Sure. I mean, we all want to play within the rules. Uh, it just strikes me funny. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I'm it's, saying. It's always like, interesting to watch. I got them, I got them right here. Yeah. Yeah. On down to one one two Elm Street, you know. It, it, it really it's he left his trash can out again. You know, yeah, it, it, it's right. always it's, they parked two cars in the front. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, a bad it's HOA. It's a, a HOA nightmare or something, you know. It, it's a small team, right? So it's it's like yeah. small enforcement team. So you know, I mean, it's half a dozen people. So it's you know, if you're operating in smaller markets, I mean, you get to know these people, right? So it's uh, it is what it is. I mean, it kind of yeah. comes to the territory. Um, you know, I mean, they're, at least their their home prices have appreciated as a result of, of these investments sure. nearby. Um, but, you know, you, you keep want... them up also. I mean, that's the thing. If exactly. you're running an operation or your home as an operation of business that people are judging by the, what, what would you call it, the look and feel and how they feel when they walk out the door, um, that's a boon to the neighbors, you know. Very it's just... much so. I it's, get it. It's interesting. Yeah. So what makes the news is, you know, the bachelor bachelorette party, the crazy, crazy parties that destroy a house that yeah. it's, it's mostly families are the demographic, right? And they want that kitchen to be able to cook for their family and not have to eat out every single meal. Right. And to your point, I mean, the, the rating system is what keeps investors in check, right? Cause you're, you're rating each other constantly. And right. so you don't have the ability to only extract value from these properties as an investor. Uh, student rentals are huge in this area as well. Mm -hmm. And it always amazes me. Obviously, there's a lot more issues with, with that in general, just in terms of the rowdiness, college students. But and those those investors are typically just extracting value, where as in short-term rentals, you are constantly investing. You've got to keep, especially as things get more popular um, and there's there's more inventory. Right, um, you gotta have something special. You can't just throw up a house in suburban America um, and and hope it's going to absolutely crush it for you as an investor. Yeah, that's a good. That's very valid. You had mentioned. I, I wanted to go back to this. You had mentioned, you know, in uh, 2022, uh, early 2022, you kind of moved away from the uh, short-term rental more into the what what you and I and maybe older people consider a real bed and breakfast right we actually serve breakfast and it's yep. it's an inn i call i still call it yes. an inn, you know yep. i'm gonna ask I, I always ask this question but i'm gonna ask it kind of on, on it's spliced so what's the future of what you're doing i mean i i, I guess that's where i'm going with it if, if you're moving this direction and that's you personally uh what about the industry overall what can we expect to see like over the next one three and five years do you think Yes, yeah, so it's it's still a very interesting industry because it's still so young, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. you had these mountain and, and beach vacation rental markets 
that even long before VRBO um, or, or Verbo, you know, you, that, that we're still going through local management companies renting out these beach and mountain houses. But just with the proliferation of Airbnb, there's so much technology innovation now. We're always trying a new niche technology platform um, just to try to differentiate ourselves um, and build the brand a little bit. So, I, you know, I think you're going to continue to see that there's so many different um, solutions for some of the problems that owner operators and managers uh, face in the short term rental world. Um, but for me as an investor, I, I don't look at it as. Uh, you know, STRs or BNBs to me is it's all information arbitrage, right? And so now that I know, and ha having the benefit of hindsight in ten years and looking back at ten years ago and being laughed at, right? No one's laughing anymore. And so, right. you know, to me, that's just totally shifted. And now that I know what that looks and feels like, I'd like to go back to that a little bit more. I think people are scared away from actual BNBs. Um, just because of the additional human elements that come from that, right? And I mean, you can't right. um, can't just set up breakfast and forget it. You've, you've got a, a little bit more human capital involved with that, um, which generally you're going to pay somebody for, right? So I, I think in terms of the potential value add, though, it's huge, right? So CVP is my management company. Um, my, my partner, uh, one of my partners on the investing side, Cameron O'Connor, um, has his own home builder um, company. And so he specializes in, in these historic home renovations. Mm -hmm. um, so things that would scare me a few years ago um, prior to meeting him um, in terms of uh, updating a hundred year old historic home and some of the problems that come with that, those things don't scare me anymore. And so when we look at these um, actual B&Bs, the, for instance, the one we just closed on, the second one um, that we closed on about 10 days ago, amazing owner operators. They were there every single day for eight years cooking breakfast themselves, 68 years old, right? So in terms of maybe um, technology uh, integration on the management side, I've got some room there um, with CVP. And then certainly on the, the renovation side, uh, we'll put several hundred thousand dollars into it and kind of modernize um, that little nine room B&B that we bought. So we're doing the same thing one uh, with the first one that we bought last April as well. So uh, right. really kind of bringing these older homes into more modern, chic, um, upscale B&Bs uh, while still maintaining some of those post-COVID era regulations that people want um, in terms of right. like non-contact and things like that. Right. How are how are folks finding you? I mean, I know you have the website and things like that. What it, what does marketing look like when uh, in your position that's, you know, so people understand there is a difference between Airbnb and Verbo, and you know that, and, and maybe you want to tap into that real quick in this explanation, but how do you, how do they find you? Sure. Yeah, so, so. Airbnb, VRBO, or Verbo, booking.com, those are all called OTAs or online travel agencies. And so, um, you know, they're just getting you the eyeballs. And so the upside of them is um, they're aggregating eyeballs so that people can look at these listings in books. So then it's a matter of differentiating your listing between um, other listings on that platform. The, really the shift though, in, in, in short-term rentals as well is, is trying to increase direct bookings. Um, so there's a lot of ways that we're um, starting to do that. Last year, um, so last year we did 1.3 million and through our management company and bookings, only 2% direct. This year we did 3.1 million, about 12, 13% direct. The goal is to get that into the 30s in 2023. 
Um, and some of that is that you have a different demographic that's looking for a B&B or boutique hotel as opposed to short-term rentals. Um, right. Short-term rentals, there's not really a lot of brand loyalty. You're kind of looking on price and location right. um, and property yeah. amenities. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you, you have a specific thing that you're looking for and that's what you go with. And so you're looking on whatever platform you're most comfortable with, where in these older historic properties, people want that experience. They want to go to that historic city, stay in a historic home that's in a historic part of town, you know, and they, they right. want that. They want that more localized. Why they're coming in the first place, right? I mean, exactly. for the most part. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different demographic between the two. And uh, and so definitely different uh, marketing strategies for both as well. Fantastic. So how would, uh, you know, if, if if they didn't find you through Verbo or they didn't find you through Booking or they didn't find you through Airbnb, uh, is the best way to find you uh, through the Stay CVP? Yeah, so we we do have our own um, direct website. Uh, each of the B&Bs have their own um, direct website to book as well. So, um, and they they have their own uh, marketing strategies. So, you know, B&Bs, you're more likely to plug into like your local, uh, you know, visitor bureau or travel bureau, right. which we do there. And then you have other, you know, SEO, search engine optimization platforms that you wind up using you know, to be able to rank in some of these. And then of course, you know, the more people that book direct, the more that they're booking uh, or they're rating through things like Google, um, right. which then obviously helps your search rating um, right. when somebody Googles Charleston bed at breakfast. So a gotcha. um, little bit, a little bit different. Gotcha. So here we are towards the end of the show, Josh. And I, I usually, I always say I'm the DJ and you're the hit record, right? I'm just spinning records here, but uh, you know, take us out, you know, uh, any thoughts on your mind, heart, soul that you want to share it could be about the holidays, it could be about Charleston, it could be about business, anything you like, it could be about your dog. Uh, you know, take us out and tell us what you're thinking right now. Wow. Um, yeah, there I got yeah, you. Yeah, I love that. You know, I mean, I'm just really grateful. I usually spend uh, Thanksgiving means something to me and just in terms of gratitude and and I've rolled that into the end of the year here. Um, I'm 41, like I said, just got married a couple of years ago. So definitely waited a little bit uh, longer than than, uh, than average, probably in the South. But, you know, really enjoying my young marriage with my wife and and our little house and our little furry family. And we've got a, a couple of nice. dogs and cats. But uh, just really, really, it's just gratitude, man. I've, I've, uh, I've been in this mastermind that's mostly real estate focused for the last couple of uh, years and some of the people that I've met and just, just elevating that higher level of thinking and the intellect of some of these guys, I just, uh, just really grateful for the people that I have in my uh, close inner circle guy. That's like my dad, basically my adopted dad. I met when I was 20. Um, and, you know, just, just super grateful to be around some of these people and, and to finally be in a, a position I feel like in my life. Uh, to kind of look around me and really um, appreciate that too. And, you know, take time out of the day to, to let each of those people know. So it's been a lot of fun and I, I'm just super excited for what the next couple of years will bring as well. No, that's, that's great, man. I, I love to hear it. I love to hear the, uh, the uh, gratitude and uh, it sounds like you're a pretty humble guy as well. So that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Josh, thanks for being on the program. Uh, really enjoyed it. I look forward to catching up with you over the next three, six, nine months. Uh, hang with me real tight at the end of the program so I can give you some uh, direction there. Have Absolutely. a great holiday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay.